on in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. What a fragile species mankind really is. We're not nearly so swift or agile as many of our lesser cousins. And consider our vulnerability to shifts in the temperature. On a spectrum that ranges from 12,000 degrees, the temperature of the sun, to the bitter, chilling void of outer space, we can survive unaided only in a microscopic span of less than 70 degrees. There goes the sun. Surely now we will freeze to death. We can't get back to our radio. Our escape has been cut off. The only person who knows we are here on this glacier would rather see us dead than alive. Our mystery drama, The Ice Palace, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Percy Granger and stars Tony Roberts. The Arctic regions are a permanent reminder of one of the most dramatic periods in the Earth's history, the Ice Age. Some scientists claim the Earth is cooling down and another ice age is on the way. Others say the Earth is still warming up. And if the trend continues, the vast ice caps will begin to melt. Either way, the polar regions are under constant and careful scrutiny. For locked deep within their massive glaciers could be the key to the future of the world. We're aboard a Canadian naval ice cutter north of the Arctic Circle. What's the time, Wim? Uh, zero 0900, Captain. We're right on schedule. But as soon as we round that point up ahead, there's only ten more miles of ice left between us and open water. Oh, thank goodness. Now, of all the boring jobs, cutting channels through ice has got to be the worst. You'll be glad to get back to base. You bet. Three weeks of nothing but ice, snow, and temperatures of 40 below. Look, uh, I belong up in the air. Now, you know that, Joe. I, I just I just don't know why the colonel sent me on this routine mission. My eyes are better now. I should be flying again. Well, ten more miles of ice, and then we can head for home. Signal the pilot to start bringing her about. We're almost to the point. Aye, aye, Captain. Cap, come up here. What is it? My eyes are supposed to be healed now, right? Didn't I have them tested just before we left base? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the problem? You tell me. Look! The channel! It's already clear. There is no sign of ice anywhere. We are in open water. At this time of year, the channel is always under a layer of ice. And if we're on course, the Amundsen iceberg should be off our starboard bow. But there's nothing there but open water. When? Tell the pilot to turn her about. We better report this back to the base at once. And that's it, Colonel. We rounded Victoria Point, and there was nothing but open water as far as the eye could see. Joe, you know the ice flows up there never break up, not even during the summer months. You sure you didn't see anything, not even chunks of free-floating ice? No, not, not, not a thing, Colonel. 
Well, that doesn't make sense. We had a spotter plane over that area not two days ago, and they reported everything was normal. They saw the Amundsen iceberg, too? Yes. So something caused those waters to heat up to the point where it broke up a massive ice field. What kind of a force could melt that much ice? We don't know for sure that it did. What do you mean? Well, the ice in the channel, perhaps. But the Amundsen iceberg was 20 miles long, Colonel. Nothing could cause something that big to completely disappear. You think it may only have broken up or shifted? Well, I think we have to consider that a possibility. And the current in the Victoria Channel flows southwest, right into the main shipping lanes to the north slopes of Alaska. Yeah, it's true, Joe. There are super tankers and supply ships moving through that area constantly. At this very minute, there could be ice floating directly towards them. We've got to get a scout plane up at once. I'll call Air Wing and have them... Colonel, uh, please, with your permission, I'd like to go up. Oh, you and we... You haven't flown in over a year. Uh, my sight's back to normal now. The doc gave me a clean slate. Yeah, but I don't know... If it's I could... not that I don't get along with Captain Gates here. <laughs> I do. But I'm a pilot, Colonel. I don't belong on the ship. Okay, Wynn. Thank you, sir. I uh, hope I made the right decision, Joe. Oh, I think you did, sir. Before that car accident, there wasn't a better pilot in the wing. That's right, before the accident. Oh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He just needs to get his confidence back. Well, I hope you're right. Yes, who is it? Uh, uh, Colonel Champ, I wish to speak to you. Oh, Kulabak. Is it important? It is. All right, come in, come in. Thank you. Joe, this is Kulabak. He's the headman and the Eskimo village down the peninsula. I'm afraid I have a serious problem which belongs at your feet, Captain. If you will please look out your window. All right. Well, congratulations. Looks like you and your people have made a record seal kill this year. You know, we have not brought these seals to your gates for your admiration, Colonel. We did not kill them. Well, then who did? That is what I must find out from you. This morning, they were found washed up on the beach. All right, can't you just store them like you always do? No, no, that would not be safe. Why not? Because we cannot be certain how they died. Excuse me, Colonel. Kulabak, did you say these seals had been washed ashore? Yes. But how can you be sure they died at sea? How do you know they weren't already on the beach? Because we have seen other seals still in the water, floating with their bellies up. Colonel, uh, with your permission, I'd like to go out with Kulabek and examine those animals. Joe, we've got a far more serious situation than our It's just hands. possible, sir, that there may be a connection between the disappearance of that glacier and the fate of those seals. I think we'd better find out how they died. <laughs> People are very angry, Captain. They did not want this military base here. Well, there's still no proof that we are responsible. Hmm, there aren't any visible wounds on the animals. Let's look more closely at the skin. Look. Yeah, it's discolored and shriveled. It's almost like it's been charred. Is not this what happens to skin which has been exposed to nuclear radiation? Well... Yes, actually it is. But there's no nuclear testing going on in the Arctic by either the West or the East. How can you say this for certain? Well, uh, any 
nuclear explosions would have registered on our monitoring equipment. But is not the whole point for each side to try to think up weapons which will escape detection? Look, we'll run tests on one of the SEALs. If, if our government is in any way responsible, believe me, we'll make it up to you. Nuclear radiation, that's impossible. Well, perhaps, but those animals exhibited all the signs of having died from a massive radioactive shock. Captain, do you understand the implications of what you're saying? If some nation is using the Arctic as a testing ground... And has developed a weapon that can eliminate a 20-mile-long iceberg without registering so much as a tick on our size monitor. Well, we still don't know the Amundsen iceberg has vanished entirely. Wind hasn't radioed in yet. Oh, wait a minute. Colonel Champ speaking. Yes? You sure of that? Well, thanks very much. Now, that was the lab. They've completed the autopsy in one of those seals. There was no sign of radiation sickness. None at all? Well, what did they die of? <laughs> Simple heat prostration. Heat prostration? At the North Pole? Not only that, Joe. While you were out with Kurobak, I was getting reports from Halifax, Reykjavik, Tull, cities from Iceland to Alaska. And they're all reporting the same thing. A rise in the level of the ocean. What? How much? Oh, it's still very slight, but it's enough to be measured. You know, Joe, the conclusion seems inescapable. Somehow, someway... Something is causing the polar ice cap to warm up. But this rapidly? That goes against all scientific predictions. Mm -hmm. And how can it be selective? I mean, why the Amundsen iceberg, but not our outpost here? Oh. Colonel Chambers speaking. Oh, yes, good. I'll switch him on in here. Wind is on the horn. Maybe now we'll find out something. Hello, Wynn? This is Colonel Champ. Do you read me? What can you see from up there? Mm, nothing at all. There's no trace of the Amundsen Glacier anywhere. What? Are you positive? Yes, sir. I've crisscrossed this whole area, Colonel. Well, what altitude are you flying at? Well, I've been down as close as 50 feet. I can't find so much as an ice cube. Oh, that's not possible. Colonel Champ! Colonel Champ! Yes, when? What is it? I've spotted ice. I've spotted ice. But you're not going to believe this. Believe what? The ice. It's... What? What? Believe what? Hello, when? When? The radio's gone dead. I've lost contact. Hello. Hello, Wynn. Oh. oh, man. Yes? Yes, I know the radio's dead. Put me through to the radar room. Tell you if anything's happened to Wynn, I... Hello, the radar? That the plane we sent up, what's its location? Are you sure it isn't a malfunction? Yeah. Okay. Okay, if anything happens, let me know. They lost him on the radar screen as well? At the same time, the radio went dead. He's vanished. Just vanished. Are all the scout planes back, Joe? Yes, sir. Nothing. No trace of wind or his plane. I never should have let him go up. He wasn't ready to go. I don't think he crashed, sir. Why not? You remember what he said just before losing contact? 
I double-checked on the black box. His exact words were, I've spotted ice. I've spotted ice. Well, and? According to the radar room, these were his coordinates at that precise moment. I see. Hmm. Hmm. So, obviously, what he was seeing was this, the Lancaster ice field. Yeah, right. Except for one thing, Colonel. It isn't there anymore. What? The scout planes reported no sign of the Lancaster ice field. It's gone. 25 square miles of solid ice. Whatever got that ice field got wind. Joe, I'm calling Ottawa. I think Kodobak is right. There is some kind of nuclear activity going on up here, and it isn't on our side. Joe, some strange force is causing the polar ice cap to melt. And if we can't stop it, the results will be catastrophic. Ice, we might say, is an extreme form of water. And extremes, Aristotle tells us, are to be avoided on principle. What would happen should all the ice on Earth vanish. Well, we know that's not possible. Nothing just vanishes. And in the case of ice, it would change into water. A great deal of water. I shall return shortly with Act Two. of the awesome force of the glaciers. They gouged out valleys and threw up mountains. But when we consider the fact that the amount of water contained in the ice sheets at either end of the earth is enough to flood most of the world's landmass, perhaps the most awesome thing ice can do is melt. Joe, my orders from Ottawa are very clear. We're the only military post in this area. It's up to us to find out what's going on. I want to know what happened to Wind. I know, he was your friend, Joe, but... The radar room said they lost contact instantaneously, as if he was obliterated. <laughs> There's only one thing that can do that. Some kind of missile. The radar room picked up no other signals. How could a missile destroy a plane and escape all detection? Little champ speaking. Yes? Oh, I see. No, no, please keep me informed. Thank you. Well, that was Repulse Bay. They just reported another rise in the level of the ocean. If this keeps up, the entire Earth will be flooded. Pieces just don't fit. If some natural phenomenon is causing the Earth to heat up, how does that explain wind's disappearance? Or if it's some kind of nuclear activity, why isn't it registering on our monitors? That leaves only two possibilities, sir. Either someone has developed an incredibly sophisticated weapon which our equipment can't detect. Or... Or we are face to face with some force we know nothing about. You mean... The supernatural? Uh, that or... Some force from beyond our planet. Huh? Oh, uh, come in. Forgive my coming to you twice with the same problem. 
But my people wish to know what you will do to replace the seals that have been killed. Don't you have any food stored away you can draw on? Uh, ordinarily, yes. We are very provident in these matters. But our caches have been vandalized. Well, you're not going to blame us for that, too, are you? No, I know who the guilty party is. And at the right moment, I will expose him. Is it someone from our base? No, no. His name is Samik. You do not need to interfere. We will take care of this in our own way. All right, all right, Kulabak. I'll speak to the quartermaster about issuing rations to the village. Thank you. Just a minute, just a minute. Kulabak, why is one man robbing the meat deposits of the entire village? Because he is lazy and good for nothing. Well, what happened to it? I mean, he can't eat it all himself. He sells it. To whom? I have been watching him. I have seen him load up the meat and go off up the northern channel. In my younger days, I could have followed him in my kayak. But now, a motor is too much for me. And when he returns, his boat is lighter than before. Uh, Joe, we have an urgent situation facing us. Colonel, there are no settlements up the northern channel. It's frozen wilderness all the way to the pole. I'd be very interested to know just who Samick's customers are. What do you want with me? I only take my boat out to hunt like the rest. Samick, Kilbeck uh, here says you go up the northern channel. The hunting's better in the bay. I am bound by no law to do as the others do. Samick, I advise you to cooperate with Captain Gates. You have no power over me, old man. I know nothing. Who you take the meat to? I do not know. Sammy? I have never seen the man that I can swear to you. I do not know even if it is one man or many. Tell us what you do know. Several months ago, I was in Tool. Someone approached me. He said he knew I was from this village. He had a bargain to make. The man he worked for would pay me very well. All I had to do was hunt for him, and once each week take what I had killed to a certain spot at the far end of the northern channel. But you found it easier to rob our stores. Go on, Samick. That is all I know. I leave the food, take the money which is there for me, and go. I see no one. No signs of life at all? No, no buildings? It is a wilderness. I do not even know how a person can survive there. And this never struck you as odd. I am well paid. I have no question. Is that where you're going now? Yes. I'm coming along. You cannot. The man was very clear. No one else must come with me. Now, don't worry. Don't worry. Whoever's out there isn't going to see me until I want him to. How can anything survive in such a bleak wilderness as this? nothing but snow and ice. The place where I'm about to leave the food is just around the next bend. All right, all right. Pull up alongside this glacier here. Now we'll get out here and set up camp at the top of the glacier overlooking the drop point. You will be safe, do you think? Well, we'll establish radio contact with the base, and that's just a matter of watching and waiting. Flat for miles in all directions down there. 
Whoever comes for those supplies can't help but be seen. I do not like the look of the sky, though. If a blizzard should come, our view will be blinded. Samik is leaving now. Look, he's waving to us. I have an uneasy feeling about him. He's the only one who knows where we are. You think we can trust him? It is strange, is it not? We meet only this morning, you and I. Now, here we are, alone and not knowing what it is we face. Sometimes trust is unavoidable. Yes, you're right. I don't like this wind. It's coming from a bad direction. We must get the tent up at once. This snowstorm is blocking our view. I can't see the supplies anymore. Getting too old. What can you see? Supplies are gone. Someone must have come during the storm and taken them. Come on. Let's go down there. I am not sure that is a wise idea. Why not? I mean, maybe they left a clue uh, which way they went. I, I am beginning to think we are dealing with extraordinary people. No one should be able to find his way in a storm such as just passed. Even the most experienced hunter would have to stop or run the most certain risk of becoming lost. Oh, don't worry about it, Kulabak. I've got a gun. But what if arms will not work against such people as we are after? There's nothing here. There's no trace of the supplies Samick left. The storm has covered all the tracks. Snow and ice for as far as we can see. Where could they have gone? What, what is happening? The ground's giving way. Hey, call it back. Uh, we're falling. Call it back. Oh, you're still alive. That's the metaphorical beauty of snow. It breaks one's fall. Who are, you? Who are you? My name is Raven. Raven? In the mythology of the northern peoples, the raven is considered a bird which can survive anywhere. It's also credited with the creation of the world. Where am I? You are in my fortress, the Ice Palace. The last thing I remember is was falling. Of course. Underground. That's how you've escaped detection. Stand up, and I will show you around. Children dream of building snow castles and of defending them against the world. I have made that dream a reality. But I've added, as you will see momentarily, certain refinements. Passages everywhere. It's like, it's like a maze. And everything is so white. It, it's blinding. The entire palace is simply hollowed out of the snow and ice. Small holes in the ceilings allow for ventilation and carry off the excess heat to prevent the palace from melting. 
the same principle as the igloo, actually, except, as you can see, my palace is somewhat larger. Then, uh, is it you who's responsible for everything that's been happening? If you are referring to the abrupt disappearance of one or two rather large bodies of ice, yes. How? How did you do it? Come. I will show you. You see before you the work of a lifetime. That just looks like a telescope. How could this melt an iceberg 20 miles long? It cannot. Oh, then... What you are looking at is a machine which, working on a laser principle, has the capacity to do nothing less than neutralize the Earth's protective magnetic field. Do you follow me? I'm... I'm not sure. The sun bombards us daily with ultraviolet rays of such intensity they would burn our planet to a crisp were it not for the ozone in the stratosphere. Under normal conditions, ozone is produced continuously by the action of solar ultraviolet radiation on the oxygen in the air. This machine arrests that process. You mean it just opens holes in the atmosphere and lets deadly ultraviolet radiation pass through undiluted? Precisely. The rays strike the Earth at temperatures of several thousand degrees. So, that's what happened to the Almondson iceberg. Yes, yes, I was testing the width of the hole I could open. Twenty miles. But I can also adjust it down to a point with a diameter of no more than two inches. And that's what happened to Wimp, he flew right into the line of ultraviolet radiation. And was burned to a crisp. So it was you who killed him. What happened? One of my minor inventions, this small gun, it freezes snow into ice. You tried to hit me. I simply fired it at your feet, and you lost your balance. Why, gods, control this man of temper. <laughs> See? I am not entirely alone. What's the purpose of all this? What you have witnessed were the final tests of my machine. I've merely been waiting for the sun to move up into the northern hemisphere. Tomorrow I shall begin to systematically melt the polar ice cap. You're mad. We are all mad. But why? Why? Because it's a challenge. Because I don't want others to control my destiny. Because the world needs a good cleansing periodically. Take your pick. Reasons are cheap. I don't deal in reasons. But what is it you want? I make no demands. This is not a petty case of international terrorist extortion. I will not be bought off. As soon as a person makes demands, he makes himself vulnerable. And I intend to remain absolutely invincible. You're going to flood the entire world? Yes. Why does that surprise you? Consider the scene. Trillions of tons of water 
released from frozen bondage in an instant. Tidal waves sweeping southward. Whole buildings toppled by their force. Entire cities drowned without warning. And when it is all over, only those few living in the highest mountains are still alive. We can draw only one conclusion. Literally and figuratively, at this moment, the madman Raven is sitting on top of the world. I shall return shortly with our final act. tells of a great flood. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased, and the waters prevailed. All in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. This cataclysmic event was intended as a lesson and a warning, but today we tell ourselves it was only a parable. However, ancient texts from the Orient also record an inundation of the earth by water. So then, how improbable is our tale? Have we taken heed of the warning? Do we lead better lives today than we once did? Raven, you can't be mad enough to think you'll actually succeed, can you? On the contrary, Captain Gates. That is precisely why I shall succeed. When the sun rises tomorrow, I will turn on my machine... And I will feel what no man since the great conquerors of the past has felt. The total satisfaction of complete triumph. And you will be right beside me to witness the whole terrible scene. Oh, oh. Captain Gates. Huh? What? Captain Gates. Are you all right? Kulabak, you're alive. Yes. I was the first to regain consciousness from our mutual fall. Did you meet that guy, Raven? Oh, yes. He's crazy. He's stark raving mad. Did you see that machine? Yes, yes, and then he brought me here. Oh, I see the walls are solid ice and the floor is packed snow. I have already examined the room with great care. What, what about the door? Could we... Uh... We could possibly dig our way out, yes. Well, then. But there is no chance of effecting such an escape in the short time left to us. Then the only one who knows this location is Samick, and he has every reason to leave us here to die. True, true. He knows I can expose him to ridicule. And his business with this madman is too profitable. Even if we could get out of this room, we wouldn't know how to escape. This ice palace is like a labyrinth. Would you like some fish? What? Since there is nothing we can do, you might as well eat. Where did you get that? One of the guards brought it to me. He will probably bring you one too in time. But I've had my fill, so eat the rest of mine if you're hungry. Oh, thanks. That's... Well, it's not even... Cooked. Oh, forget it. Mm. See how the oil from this fish collects on the plate. And I think of what that man did to win. And here we are, 
helpless. I wonder if I still have. Yes, good. I did not lose it when we fell. What are those? Pieces of flint. Give me some of the flint from your parka. What? Quickly. The guard will be coming any minute with your food. It will be our last chance. Okay, okay, here. What do you want this for? You listen at the door for his footsteps while I try to start the fire. Fire? Hey, you're getting sparks. Look, that pile of threads, it's beginning to smolder. Yes, now we let it build. Give me some more threads. Here, here. But what, what can you do with a little fire like that? I mean, it's... It's not enough to melt the walls. Yes, now we take the oil and spread it very carefully on the floor by the door. And now transfer the fire. There. Oh, what now? Now we let the fire burn itself out. Oh, what good did that do? Yeah, you see? The melted snow around the door. Yeah, so? Which will now, if the guard does not come right away, freeze to ice. <laughs> the guard now. Stand away from the door. I have food, but I am armed. Get back. Here is some food for... No. Now. I've got him, Kulabek. Get his gun. <laughs> Give me the gun, Kulabek. Here. <laughs> is anyone else in the passageway? No. All right, the next question is how to get out of this place. Without this man to guide us, we... We will have to find our own way. All these passages look the same. We're just going around in circles. That guard's going to come to and give the alarm. Look, here on the ground, fresh snow in the grooves of these bootprints. If we follow them, perhaps they will lead us to the way out. There. There's a stairway. We've made it. Fresh 40 below zero air never felt so good. Quickly, let us get back to the radio and contact the base. Kulabak, there's one thing. You know, they won't be able to rescue us. I mean, Raven would fry any plane to a crisp they try to send in. All Colonel Champ will be able to do is order down every missile we've got and obliterate this entire area. Yes, I understand. It means we must die. So what are we waiting for? This man must be stopped. Let's get to the radio. and turned on his machine. He's coming toward us. Quickly. We've got to change directions. I cannot run so fast. I'm too old. Come on. He's gaining on us. I cannot. There's only one thing to do. If we can make it to the ground over the ice palace, we'll be safe. Come on, Corbett. We're there. We made it. The melting has stopped. Raven can't bring the ultraviolet rays any closer without destroying himself, too. Very clever, Captain Gates. My congratulations. I know you've taken my guard's weapon, so I will not risk sending anyone up after you. But I don't think that will be necessary. Uh, what do you mean? Your retreat has been cut off. And now I shall... 
to melt the ice over all the waters connecting us to the land south of here. And then, Captain Gates, I'm going to forget about you and get a decent night's rest. I have a busy day tomorrow. creeps toward the heart, and you simply drift off to sleep. At least, uh, it is a nice evening to die. You see, the northern lights have come out to dance for us. Oh, that's the northern lights, is it? Uh, you know, this is the first time I've ever seen them. Uh, they say it is really the ghost dance of the departed warriors. Wait a minute. That can't be the northern lights. Why not? Because we're facing south. We are. My eyes are not what they used to be. But then, what is it? it it's a flashing light. It's like, like someone sending a signal. Can you, you see you? No. It's too dark and they're too far away. If only there was some way to get there. There may be. Can you rise? I think so. We get there. Ice forms very quickly up here. It is just possible. It has already begun to reform over the waters where Raven melted it. We will have to cross it on our bellies. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Come back. My hands have gone numb now, too. We must keep moving. Careful, careful. Careful, stretch out. It's getting thinner. We're halfway across the water. Is the light still flashing? Yes. But less and less. Whoever it is is getting discouraged. We must try to move faster. Kulbeck, the ice is broken. Don't move. Stay flat on your stomach. We can only hope it is thick enough to stay afloat. We're drifting. But the water is coming over the top. It's freezing. What was that? It's a harpoon. Can you reach it? I, I think so. Yes. Got it. Hold fast. Whoever was flashing that light must have seen us. Hey, I, I can feel a tug. They're pulling us in. Hold on. Don't let go. My hands are about to trouble. Who could this person be? Well, it's one of Raven's men. Hello. Captain, Captain Gates, it is Samick. Samick, you got us. Keep pulling. As I was sailing back to the village, I began to think, who am I that steal the food of my neighbors to sell to a man I have never seen? You began to ask questions. Yes. And suddenly the money he was paying me did not seem like so much. You know, I will have to tell the others that it was you who raided their caches. It was a temptation to leave you there, Kurabak, and try to keep the truth hidden. But you are a tough old crow. And I knew you would manage to return somehow. 
so it might as well be in my book. And that too, I will tell the others. It's almost dawn. Samick, how close are we to the base? Look, you can see the lights now. Oh, Joe, it's good to see you and Kulabak alive. Oh, these dry clothes feel great. What's happening? Do you know that you two are responsible for a military first? Russia and the United States have joined together and are sending in missiles from all directions simultaneously. This Raven fellow will never be able to fend them all off, even with that machine of his. Oh, Joe, what are you thinking? I'm thinking of wind, Colonel. And the terrible way in which he died. Yes, I know. He was a good man and a good officer. Hey, gentlemen, look here. Out of the window. The sunrise. A few hours ago, we thought we would never live to see it. Well, I think I speak for all of us when I say that that is the most beautiful sunrise I've ever seen. There's a story about a certain confident candidate for the presidency. He retired early on election eve, sure that he'd won. In the morning, a gentleman called, only to be told by the candidate's equally arrogant son, I'm sorry, the president can't see you. He's still asleep. Well, replied the caller, when he wakes up, you can tell him he isn't president anymore. Raven, too, made the mistake of retiring too early. I shall return shortly. The Queen of Sheba put a riddle to the wise Solomon. What land has seen the sun but once since the creation of the world? Solomon answered, the land beneath the Red Sea. For it saw the sun only on the day God parted the waters for the children of Israel. A great deal of land almost saw the sun for the last time in our story today. Our cast included Tony Roberts, Earl Hammond, Arnold Moss, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.